0: No, it's me. It's me. It's time for Making k with your hosts, Bryson Dylan. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Making k Season four started off last week with a bang. If you uh, know what I'm about. And uh, this week is going to be no different. We're going to be self high fives all over the place on today's rebooking because we are rebooking Diamond Dallas Page. A very big, prominent star in the WCW, of course. And whenever the invasion happened, they brought all the WCW guys over to the WWF and, unsurprisingly, buried most of them, including (laughs) DDP, which was a damn shame. So that's what we're talking about today. It's going to be very exciting. We're keeping Season 4 rolling. We are in the groove, let me tell you. So before we get too far, I'm going to introduce my co-host, of course. We've got Bryce. Hello, Bryce. How are you doing today?
1: Hello, Dylan. I am in a state of rage and mourning.
0: Okay, well... Just like normal.
1: Just like normal.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a very... You guys already <laughs> understand. He seems like such a nice, polite boy on the show, but off air, he is full of rage and... and What was the other one you said? Sorrow? Uh, mourning,
1: mourning, yeah. Or, or sorrow, yeah. I like, mean,
0: whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So... My, my uh, yeah, you, you know this Dylan because I've just spent the last fucking hour trying to set up a, a a plan B. But my laptop died this week. It died died in my arms this week, and I've tried to set up Skype on the the my, my partner's old laptop, which is like Windows Seven. And I've tried to set it up on a Chromebook, which is a bloody nightmare. Um, and like we we eventually got there. Um, if you can hear my voice, that means we got there. But fucking hell, I can't wait for my new laptop to arrive. I can't wait.
0: You see, that's exactly it, man. There's always silver linings. Your old laptop died, but you get a new, new laptop. So that's not a bad thing.
1: <laughs>
0: that's a good thing. Thank you. Thank you. You see this? People, I think people underestimate how fucking good we are at podcast. It's really good. All of this stuff is off the cuff. We're not like, I don't, we didn't write this.
1: Once again, this episode is totally free. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and and but no offense, guys, but you really should be paying for this kind of content. This is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so before we get too far into the, the show, we want to give a little shout out, mm. if that's okay, to a little website. It's called a t l e t i f o dot com. and the lovely people at that website did a write-up about our show. Mm. They talked about the the genius of Vince Russo. Uh, the ECW Zombies Redemption, and why making kayfabe is the best podcast in wrestling. Now, yeah. I, me and Bryce obviously agree, it's the best podcast in wrestling, if not the world.
1: <laughs> we've known that for a while.
0: Uh, yes, we've known this. And it's really nice to to see that, that uh, all other people are starting to realize that we really are the two single greatest individuals in mankind history. <laughs> it's about time. Yeah. You know, it's nice. Seriously, though, thank you very much uh, for, you, for you guys at that website for, for making that. That really that surprised the hell out of both of us. We were like, whoa, I didn't, uh, didn't expect that. But that was yeah, a really nice was... thing. So, thank you.
1: We were literally marking out in our little chat, like, oh my God, somebody wrote an article about us. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's honestly so cool to read. Like, thank you guys. It brought a, a huge smell to our faces. So, um, I was
0: literally putting the finishing touches on this exact storyline when Bryce sends me a little message. And I'm thinking, oh, boy, Bryce is going to tell me that I'm fired or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I spent two hours writing this DDP episode, and now I'm fired. And it was it was almost the opposite of that. It was you showing me this website, and we couldn't believe it, man. It was so, so sweet. So, we so sweet. Say thank you to you guys for that lovely little shout-out. Everybody else, check that out. You are... A-A-L-E-T-I-F-O dot com. That's... Just type that into your browser, go straight there. You'll get all sorts of fun, uh, wrestling, and football related news. So there you go.
1: At Letifo, you are a diamond. Ah.
0: ah. We're
1: on the same page. Ah. Oh,
0: we should go to Dallas. Oh. And oh. Get oh. Oh. diamonds. And then it, oh, it, it started <laughs> off okay. And then it all <laughs> went to shit. Anyway, so we're talking oh. about Di- Diamond Dallas page. And you put up some, some things on the Twitter and the Instagrams, and people were excited. This is a storyline I think people have wanted to hear for a while. Yes. Because everybody remembers the, the whole stalker angle. You know, they remember DDP yeah. arrived. They remember Undertaker's wife being stalked. And who could it be? And everybody was excited to see DDP, and he's revealed as a stalker. And people have mixed feelings because they want to see DDP, but they don't want him to be a stalker. Yeah. So, and then, well, let, let me, uh, I'll, I'll get to the, the entire history of DDP and WWF in a second. But let me read out some of the, the messages from, from the listeners to, oh, to yeah. prove. Yeah, so we got the Scottish nerd on Twitter at Scott underscore nerd. Thank you. He says, by DDP, he says, a great wrestler, super charismatic. He got into the business older the most. Which is true, but he's a great inspiration for people. also, if it wasn't for him, I generally believe Scott Hall and Jake Roberts might not be with us today. That's a fair point yeah i mean d d p has actually transcended the the world of professional wrestling into actually like helping people with his yoga. you know he's yeah. no longer known as a wrestler, he's known as like a fitness guru, you know yeah. Oh, exactly, not
1: not even just um those two guys, obviously, he's helped those massively, but even like guys like I'm pretty sure he helped like Big casts as well. He, he was there for a while, yes. and um, and like even like um, not not in not in the same kind of vein, but he's helped guys like Jericho kind of like um, yeah. uh, like, get their career, you know, because he's doing the yoga now, and like Ian you does hear it, a lot of... Kane does it, Kane, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's a mirror now, so you know, <laughs>
0: so he really needs to, you know. I don't know. I was trying to think of a yoga thing, but I don't. Like, don't he, I like, he really needs to do a downward dog position. I like, <laughs> that's
1: I something I can think of as well. Downward dog. I like.
0: know. <laughs> uh, uh, actually, anyway.
1: it's funny you mentioned he got into wrestling at a kind of later age as well, because that's what's kind of um, and it's kind of the things I think of. I, I, I'm I'm getting into wrestling in my kind of later twenties and like, I think of like guys like Dami Dallas Page, Batista, Karrion Cross, like these guys who started um, you know, quite 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 uh, bo- bo- Boogie Man, boogeyman, of course. Um, you know, he's he's right up there. But these guys got into wrestling later in their kind of life and, and they they made themselves big stars. So um yeah, it good good point happen. in that as well. Yeah, they made it happen. happen. Yeah, it exactly.
0: Be, you gotta you just gotta believe in the, the positivity the positivity <laughs> page, right? You gotta keep that positivity. <laughs> not a bad thing that's a good thing and then you have to exactly. smile at the camera for like 20 seconds yes <laughs> Those <are the> rules.
1: <laughs> which is 18 seconds too long yeah
0: oh not when you're DDP it ain't I love that shit uh, <sighs> let me read another comment real quick this is on Instagram this is thomas.bata mm. I like DDP even though I didn't really grow up with him but based on the stuff I have seen he was really over that is correct like yeah that guy was super over it's it's kind of hard to, to it's one of those ones, Bryce. You know all about this. It's kind of hard to describe now when we're twenty years like removed from that. Mm. Um, but he real even even when he was revealed as a stalker, the pop he got huge yeah. because people wanted to see DDP. They don't want to see Undertaker's wife. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fucking, that's right. Oh God.
0: <laughs> it's uh, oh, and to go along with that, another Instagram comment, real quick. Justin Clark Ph says he deserved a lot better than the stupid stalker angle. His yeah. match at WrestleMania 18 was still great. That was against Christian for the European Championship. This guy oh. knows his stuff. Uh, yeah, BDP that... did deserve better than the stalker angle, and he did have a great match with Christian. I'm pretty sure 18. he won
1: as well, right? Because it was the European title, right?
0: Yes. Well, he was the champion going in. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and Christian
1: done the whole uh, bad loser gimmick as well, where he was like, a, like having a Pissy fit in the ring, right?
0: Exactly, because he didn't believe in the positivity of <laughs> Dallas Page. Exactly. He, he didn't. He saw everything as a bad thing and not a good thing, and that's where the mistake made. So, that's where he went wrong. Yeah. Exactly. Well, what about this, Bryce? How about I actually tell you what happened whenever Diamond Dallas Page went to the WWF?
1: Why, why didn't you tell me all about that? I'm ready to hear it. Tell me about it.
0: I'll tell you about it right now. So let me tell you some history mm. about our good friend DDP. We all know that he did some stuff. I mean, that's a fact. He worked <laughs> in WCW, for, for example. He uh, also lost the WCW Heavyweight Championship to David Arquette. These are just some of the things he did before <laughs> he went to the WWF. They, of course, purchased WCW and ECW in 2001. So at the, the beginning of 2001, they were teasing some sort of invasion angle. And this angle finally kicked off for real on the May 28th episode of Raw where Lance Storm famously kicked Perry Saturn in the face during a Perry Saturn and Terry Runnels versus Steve Blackman and Trish Stratus match. Oh. Now, it's weird that nobody ever remembers that match, isn't it?
1: No, yeah, I remember. I only remember it being Steve Blackman because like, I got the clip from when we did the Lance, Lance Storm episode and I put that on Twitter. But yeah, I'm always down for Steve Blackman, man.
0: Well, Landstorm didn't even Landstorm respected the Steve Blackman. He didn't kick him in the face. So Mm. that's this is when was this? May twenty-eighth. This is when the invasion fully began. But funny enough, also on that show, mysterious vignettes are aired where somebody is filming the Undertaker's wife. Oh Oh, no. no. Sean Stasiak. Who could this be? Uh, (laughs) the person is doing like commentary over the top, but the voice is all distorted, you know, so we don't know who it could be. So the next week, Undertaker comes out and says I don't, I, didn't, I didn't like that. Please don't, please don't follow my wife around.
1: Please don't stop my wife.
0: Yeah, you have Undertaker's like, oh, please.
1: A reasonable That's, request.
0: Yeah, so he tells the guy to come out and do something about it, you know. Mm. Fast forward a week or two, we're in the June 18th episode of Raw, and The Undertaker's music plays, even though The Undertaker is supposed to be at home. Mm. Interesting. So a masked man comes out, and he's riding a motorbike. <laughs> Presumably The Undertaker's bike. Although I question why the Undertaker's bike would be at the arena if the Undertaker isn't at the arena. Right? <laughs> he, just, like, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't just be like, I gotta go home, leave my bike here. Yeah. Like, wouldn't he use the bike to go home?
1: Well, exactly, because to- he's leaving it at an arena as well. Like, it's not like they do the same arena every week. Like, exactly. they'll be in Texas and they'll be in fucking Oklahoma or something, what right? What he
0: said was, I have to stay at home, bring my bike to next week's arena, <laughs> and they leave it there. And then I don't know how I'll get it back. Like, what the fuck? That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) It's so like, that's one of those things where like when you watch it, you're like, yeah, it's Undertaker's bike. But when you think about it for one second, (laughs) it doesn't make any sense. But anyway, the masked man rides the bike down to the ring. He parks it as you do. He couldn't ride it into the ring. And Hmm. he gets, he gets inside, grabs a microphone and he pulls the mask off the the face. Who could it be? Take a guess. (sighs)
1: Not Steve and Richard. Vissera? VisseryDP? DP. <laughs> v right. <laughs> DP. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> uh,
0: it's DDP. No, like I said earlier, the pop, when people realized it was DDP, Diamond Dollars PH, they, they legit, they went crazy. They're like, yes, fucking, even I did, because I wanted to see DDP. In yeah. the, I wasn't a big fan of the invasion, but I'm like, I've heard about DDP. I want to see DDP. Yeah. And what did we all get? Well, let me let me tell you exactly. Let me sum it up perfectly. <laughs> DDP takes a mask off. He's got this crazy pop. He's looking around. This is the first time he's ever been in the WWF ring, and he's looking around the audience. They love him, right? So the audience is like, hell yeah, DDP is here. While at the same time, JR is on commentary saying, DDP is a stalker. DDP is a <laughs> sicko. <laughs> I mean, that's I how you want
1: your—that's how you want your debut to go.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's a good way to get this guy over. Hey, look at this sicko! I'm like, mm, okay. Mm. So, DDP cuts all a promo. He says, "Hey, people are asking why did I go after the Undertaker? Well, if you want to make an impact in the business, you go after the biggest, the meanest, the baddest dog in the yard. When you find that dog, you gotta get the—you gotta get the best of him. You gotta make it personal. Yeah. And find a way you've
1: gotta—you've gotta downward that dog."
0: exactly just and he knows all about that shit these days exactly he says up until a few weeks ago undertaker you you never shown any weakness until you told steve austin that if he ever messed with your family you'd make him famous and then he says "Taker, you idiot steve austin is already famous which i that really that really popped me so i'm already i'm like i like (laughs) this guy here we go but basically what he's saying is i took you know i'm doing the stalker angle to get at you Right, come and make me famous. He says, I'm gonna see you at King of the Ring next week. Come and make me famous. Okay, so like, here's the thing going after the big dog, good. You know, doing something to provoke one of the WWF guys to get their attention, that's good. The Mm. pop DDP got, that's good. Him, Mm -hmm. he does this thing where he comes in and out of the crowds, you know, like Edge and Christian used to do, that's Mm. good. He runs away through the crowd, that's good. Mm. The the problem is twofold. (laughs) There are two problems for me, okay? Uh, one, Stalker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's just get that out there, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Two, Undertaker. Now, mm. let me explain. It's a terrible gimmick, so that's why the Stalker th- angle is, is bad. But the second part is, like, let's be honest here, Undertaker is not losing this feud. Hmm. Right? So yeah, exactly. Me- that's the kind
1: of thing. He's, he's, he's Undertaker fodder. It's he's going back exactly. to the Mordecai episode. He's, he's Undertaker fodder.
0: Exactly. There are a lot of people he could have a great comp- like, competitive match and storyline with. But if you see DDP versus The Undertaker, there's only one way that that match is going to end. Yeah. Which is the Undertaker beating the piss out of somebody. So if you make the storyline, this one guy enrages The Undertaker so much that The Undertaker has no choice but to beat the piss out of this guy. Yeah. Then you know you're not going to have a satisfying couple of weeks as they let the storyline play out. All right. <sighs> so let me tell you a little bit more. What happens is King of the Ring comes, DDP comes out through the crowd again, looks pretty cool. He's got this cool, like, trench coat and stuff on. He's got a really good look. He's like, mm. yes, exactly. We're so close. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost good. He's, he's, he brings a sign with him that says, make me famous. He says, what we're going to do. It, well, I actually wrote down some of the stuff he said, because yeah, yeah. I thought this was very interesting. He, he said that Undertaker should thank DDP for only showing the PG tapes of his wife, because <laughs> the tapes that DDP has are way worse. They get more than just a thumbs up, if you know what I mean. That is a direct (laughs) quote from DDP. More
1: than just a thumbs up.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I had to write that one down. I was like, that's...
1: Oh, DDP. Unnecessary. Unnecessary.
0: Unnecessary. So, (laughs) DDP says, I'm going to sit. I got a ticket. I bought a ticket. I'm going to sit right in front row. Taker, you want me? Come get me. I'm right here. Like, he's in the building. So, he sits Hmm. down at the front row. After the first match, Paul Heyman... Who's doing commentary with JR comes over to DDP and does a little interview with him. I wrote this down as well. This is very important. I gotta <laughs> say this. So, Paul Heyman says, You're calling out the Undertaker. I find your actions, for lack of a better phraseology, to be a bit breezing. Hmm. Okay. I would like to question the use of the word phraseology. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, That ain't a word, man. Paul Heyman, I love you, but phraseology? You, you, come on, dude.
1: What does that even mean?
0: I think he just means like a turn of freeze, but like he could really? have said, I just fucking, you know. Anyway. Just say that. Yeah. Right.
1: That's a terrible turn of freeze.
0: Paul Heyman trying to sound all cool. <laughs> but he would have sounded cool if he just said it. Yeah. So DDP says, you know, it takes balls to come into the Undertaker's yard and fight him. He's taking the, you know, he's making the moves. Where's Undertaker? He's scared of seeing him. Mm-hmm. And then on the big screen, there's footage of Diamond Dallas Page sitting in a restaurant eating the food. It's literally just. Footage of DDP in a restaurant, and okay. DDP's like, "Oh, you're trying to stalk me, Undertaker? You think this is getting in my head?" And I'm like, "I don't think DDP, like anybody could have filmed that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Like, the 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 bits where Sarah Undertaker's wife is in her house and somebody's filming her, a stalker would have to film that. But the yes. bits where like DDP is just going to work, like <laughs> anybody who's outside with a video camera could have tipped this, right? Sure." But they're like, Undertaker, you don't scare me. And again, this confused me because TDP said, I'm right here. Come get me. If surety, the Undertaker is a fist, he should have just went out there and beat the piss out of him. Yeah. Why did, why did he decide, oh my god, he stalked my wife. So instead of instantly getting my revenge, I'll just start <laughs> stalking him for a little bit. You've know? you got to wait till King of the Ring. <laughs> yeah. But, ah, fucking hell. Anyway, so what <laughs> happens is, this happens a couple of times where the footage of DDP just living his life. is Like, it's just him in a car. Like, this, not... <laughs> what the fuck? So, eventually, DDP says, I've had enough of this. He calls out Taker once more. More footage is shown, but it's from, like, right before DDP came out at King of the Ring. Somebody's filming them backstage. The person who's filming them, it's Sarah... The Undertaker's mm-hmm. wife. And then The Undertaker's music hits. Oh, okay. So what happens here is DDP waits in the ring for a long time while The Undertaker walks out and he really fucking takes his time. The Undertaker like walks. He doesn't even use his motorbike. He walks out. He stops. He puts his gloves on.
1: I think I remember this. Uh. <laughs>
0: DDP has to stand in the ring. Like like a jobber. Just waiting there.
1: Yeah, like an actual but, jobber. Yeah.
0: Why wouldn't he attack Undertaker? Why yeah. wouldn't the Undertaker a- instantly attack DDP? Because mm. he, like Undertaker has just seen his wife being taken advantage of by this guy, and Taker's just like, oh, I'll put my gloves on. <laughs> what the <laughs>
1: fuck? So, almost like Orange Cassidy coming to the ring and like just putting his elbow pad on halfway down, like just,
0: right. just get in there and beat the <laughs> shit out of him, right? Instead, yeah. so guess what happens? Undertaker beats the piss out of DDP. No. Right, just like really beats the shit out of him. So DDP runs away. Hmm. Sarah comes out and films him. I'm like, you don't have to do that. Seven other people are filming this show, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's the King of the Ring. <laughs> um, and then, and then DDP runs away after getting exactly what he wanted. <sighs> DDP runs away. So already none of this storyline makes any sense. It's it no. had slivers of like good stuff in it, and just straight away, you know. Undertaker beats the shit out of DDP, and DDP runs away as a stalker. Not a good way to sell him to the WWF fans, right? No. So after that whole debacle, DDP made it to the uh, Invasion pay-per-view, the 5-on-5 WWF alliance match in the main event, which they won. Mm. So hooray. That was at the end of July, uh, August 6th on Raw. DDP attacks Kian um, it interferes in one of his matches that costs him, I think it was the Intercontinental Championship. So, up now Kian is annoyed at DDP. Kian realizes that DDP is backstage with a big shrine to the Undertaker's wife. Okay? Oh. Let me double down on this. Originally, the, the storyline was DDP didn't actually care about the Undertaker's wife. It was all about getting to the Undertaker. That was the hook.
1: Right, and, and there he the does. Point.
0: And now he is obsessed with this. Now he is a stalker. You're like, alright, Fuck. <laughs> so kian realizes ddp has a shrine to also why would you do it at the arena why did you build it you had to take that (laughs) down and move to the next arena and do it again and the so the undertaker arrives late to the arena kian says hey undertaker ddp's here and he's got a shrine let's go beat him up so undertaker says okay cut to later on undertaker is in the shrine this bit killed me right i have to tell you this but they're in the big. Sh- Kean or Undertaker is in the big shrine, and he sees all these photos of Sarah, and he he's, he ignores most of them until he picks up like a photo frame, and in the photo frame is a picture of the Undertaker and Sarah on their wedding day, but okay. DDP has cut out a picture of his own face and stuck oh, it over no. the Undertaker's face. Oh no! And I'm like, where did he get that photo? <laughs> it's, in, it's in a frame. Where did he get like? Is he a thief as well now? Is he stealing shit from the Undertaker's house? Like, what? And then, he,
1: the- and then he went through the trouble of like printing out his own <laughs> photograph and cutting his little face out, right?
0: It's amazing. So that's the bit that Undertaker freaks out about. And then he sees a person in the in the room, so he attacks him. But that person, he thinks that person is DDP, but it's actually Canyon. So DDP ah. hits uh, Undertaker and starts beating the shit. So they both double team. The Undertaker before Kian comes in and scares them both off. All right. Who better? Who better? Wow. We're in mind. So, Mm. this is the 6th (laughs) of August on Raw. Three days later, on the 9th of August on SmackDown, Canyon and DDP are booked in a WWF Tag Team Championship match against the APA. Oh. All right. Why? Fucking who cares? That's why. Mm. They just formed a team. Then they have a match. And let me tell you this. This will surprise you. When I say match, I mean the APA <laughs> beat the piss out of them. Yep. <laughs> and then yep. and then Test interfered. Test interfered <laughs> and hit Bradshaw over the head with a belt. And then Canyon and DDP win the tag titles. Oh. Canyon and DDP did nothing. Test comes in and hits Bradshaw with a belt. And then... They're the new tag team champions. And no, even then you could say Test and DDP and Canyon together. That that's a faction that could work, right? That yeah. Could work. Like Canyon and DDP work together. So Test's a big dude working with these two pros. That could totally work. Of course, that went nowhere after that. Don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> of course.
0: No. Right after that match, the subject of last week's Making Kavee, William Bloody Regal,
1: yeah. who was the
0: general manager at the time. Appears after DDP and Canyon won the belts and says, "Hey, funny story. I've just randomly decided to book you two at SummerSlam in a cage against Kane and The Undertaker. See you mm. later." That's literally how it happens. So two weeks later at SummerSlam, August nineteenth, uh, we have a steel cage match for some reason with The Undertaker and The Kane, who are now the WCW Tag Team Champions, <laughs> beat the piss out of DDP and Canyon, but this time it's in a cage. So. Why bring Canyon and Kian into this? Why make it a cage match, a tag team match for all the titles? Like, a straight-up cage match between Undertaker and DDP, I guess that makes sense. Hmm. But why, why make it overly complicated whenever the goal is just to beat the piss out of DDP? So get this, man. This will surprise you. After the, the cage match where he got the piss beat out of him, he suffered an injury. Oh. Who could have thunk it? So hmm. that took him out of most of the rest of the invasion angle where he would only really appear with these vignettes where he would become positively pH quite a leap from being a stalker two <laughs> months ago. <laughs> but now everything's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. And these are vignettes were brilliant. Everybody remembered them. Much, so, much
1: better gimmick. Yeah, much oh better Oh, God, gimmick.
0: yeah. So he kind of stayed out of the limelight until the invasion was over. He came back, I think, at the end of 2001 or the beginning of 2002. He didn't win the Royal Rumble, but he did manage to beat Christian for the European Championship on the January 31st episode of Raw. Now, as we already discussed, he went on to fight Christian at WrestleMania, March 17th, almost two months later. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the fuck? But anyway, it doesn't matter because DDP got on WrestleMania. That's really good. And Mm. then on March 21st, which I believe was the SmackDown the next week, Mm. DDP... Lost the European Championship to William Regal.
1: Hey, I'm happy with that.
0: Yeah, there you go. Then a month later, he got injured and had to retire. Oh, that's that's it. That is every I watched every DDP and WF match last night. Really, yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> wow, the history. there you go.
1: Jeez. That's I, I thought I had a longer one than that. That's um, Dope. that's strange to me.
0: After that, he appeared in TNA for a little bit from I think 2004 ah. to 2005 but after that he's pretty and he would pop up um, a couple of times after that you, you know in Raw appearances and stuff like that and in AEW as well but he, it's not really a, a wrestling, he's kind of like, a, like appearances. He you
1: know? was, was a wrestler in AEW wasn't he? He wrestled a match
0: Did He wrestled a full match
1: yeah i'm sure it was a tag match um oh, okay. it was it was just before the pandemic i think he was tagging i don't don't quote me on this but it's like with cody Rhodes against maybe like mgf and like some some heels and stuff but did i remember it because i had a cool spot he's like 60 odd years old and he's doing yeah. like a dive from the top rope to the outside of the ring <laughs> nice. but he definitely rested a match yeah definitely definitely okay. aw he's
0: he's pretty much retired basically like he's pretty like, much yeah whole time run, you know one yeah. match every so often but that's pretty much it for ddp And I I think we can both agree that the the words I just read out to you are absolute (laughs) bullshit. (laughs) Yes. Like, that's (laughs) unbelievable. When you say it out loud, like, that's his career in the WWF. That's it.
1: That's a shame. Uh,
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But wouldn't it be awesome if somebody, I don't know, maybe you were to just come up with a new storyline for DDP? I
1: don't know. I, I don't think I'll be very good at doing it, but like yeah, you I, know
0: what? I, think, I don't think you'll be very good either, actually. <laughs> I
1: think be, yeah. do, do, you know, do you know? legit? Like I don't know a whole bunch about DDP. Uh, like yeah. like you know, I never watched WCW, so yeah, I don't know I mean, much about what happened there. I had the the main kind of a tie I have to DDP was that he was one of my favorite wrestling action figures when I was when I was young, and it was a DDP. It was one of the first action figures I had, and it was a ddp figure and like if you if you if you kind of like um squeeze his legs together his arms would go up and do the whole diamond thing oh and nice that that was it that was gonna yeah, that was, uh, yeah play probably that for hours so yeah <laughs> that's that's the main tie after the ddp
0: well clearly you have a, you have a, a deep affection for the man yeah and you really want to see or hear a really cool logical storyline involving that guy in the wwf i imagine that's been your childhood dream for many a year
1: I've been waiting all my life for this moment.
0: Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you, buddy. But you know, whenever you wait for something for so long, then you hear it and you're like, oh, it wasn't that good.
1: <laughs> Why did you leave me waiting until season four? <laughs>
0: because tough love, man. You just got to <laughs> wait it. Would you like to hear my story about Diamond Dollars' page in the WWF?
1: Absolutely. Let's go for it.
0: Hooray. Here's my story about Diamond Dallas Page. I hope you like it. So what we're going to do, we're going to have the June 11th episode of Raw. The invasion is, 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 it's been going for a couple of weeks now. We said May 20th, I believe, was when Lance Storm arrived. So now we're on June 11th. Chris Canyon has been telling everybody about the great things that are going to happen. He's like, you don't know what, what I've got planned, man. It's going to be amazing. He's saying, listen, next week, June 18th, shit's going to go down. Trust me. So, Raw, June 18th, 2001, a big limo pulls up to the arena. Is it The Rock? The Rock who hasn't been seen in months because he's off filming The Scorpion King? Hmm. No, it's not The Rock. He's off filming The Scorpion King. <laughs> <laughs> I just told you. No, this is, this is for Diamond Dallas motherfucking page, otherwise known as DDMP, or DDP for short. He's with his or, friend.
1: Or Vissery or uh, DP. <laughs>
0: Uh, D.D.P. is with his friend, Chris Champagne Canyon, which was a gimmick they did in WCW. Nice. He, they both walk out of the limo. D.D.P. is smoking a cigar. He's got uh, Champagne in one hand. He's got two diamond dolls on his arm. You know what I mean? Two valets, two pretty ladies. All right. Yeah. And that's what he used to call them back in the days, diamond dolls. Diamond dolls. Yeah. Now, that, mm. well, obviously, that's way back in the fucking nineties because it has to be. Yeah. <laughs> so they all walk into the arena. Stevie Richards drives a limo away.
1: <laughs> cool. Okay. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so,
0: DDP, so DDP and Canyon walk all the way down to the ring. You know? if, if
1: you're if you're a, if you're a listening to this at home, folks, uh, make sure you cross off Stevie Richards from your making cafe bingo card. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you might you might want to make sure you've got two or three Stevie Richards on oh your my bingo God. card. Oh. Anyway, CDP and Canyon walk all the way down the ring. P.H. grabs a microphone, and he tells everybody that Diamond Dallas Page has finally arrived. The people's champion, the person mm. who single-handedly saved WCW. His career is one for the ages. He rose up through the ranks whenever everybody told him he couldn't do it, and by God, he did it anyway. So now you look at the other guys, they might be happy dancing for whatever Vince McMahon tells him to do. But DDP is a star, man. Look at the, the diamond dolls on his arm, the cigar. You think a fucking, you know, B-list celebrity walks around with, with cigars? No, sir. Stars have cigars. He's got champagne. <sighs> He's got a lucrative contract that Vince McMahon himself gave him. He's living large, baby. So at this point, DDP kind of takes off his sunglasses. He, he takes the cigar out of his mouth and he gets all real. You know, and the crowd get it. They see him, and they know that he's he's not, you know, he wasn't really telling lies there. He really has built himself up. Nobody thought he could do it, and he did it anyway. And he, you know, did a really good job in WCW. The fans know his story. They know that he's not really the champagne guy, that he really did climb to the top of the mountain, and he really did make it to the WWF. So, you know, the limo was nice. The champagne was a nice touch. We had some fun. But DDP came here to the WWF to kick some ass, mm. and that's what he's gonna do. You know, uh, he likes a little bit of flash, a little bit of style, but that's that's all for show. Sure. He's really here to take on anybody. He fought his way up through WCW, and he still got himself a little bit of time on the clock, baby. So let's do it. Let's fight with some of these WWF guys. So at first, people think he's this big egotistical heel, but really, he's this down to earth kind of real guy. You know? Sure. So, Canyon seems a little bit more interested in the champagne and the sunglasses than the ass kicking, but really he's still with, with Diamond Page on this. You know? So, what we're doing is we're establishing, obviously, the, all of the people in the alliance are looked at as heels. Right? Yes. That's the way it was. WWF are the good guys, the alliance are the bad guys. But as you know, a guy like RVD was able to yes. get over the crowd. So, you, ne- you needed somebody from the WCW contingency to do that too. And I thought DDP is the man. Have him be over with the crowd, but still be on the wrong team, right? Because that that way, storylines abound. So, what we're going to do, you know, Paige and Canyon, they work well together as a team. They've done in Stubby before. I believe they were tag team champions. Mm -hmm. Um, As a jersey triad with Bam Bam Bigelow. Wow. Yeah, the free bird rule, with the three of them. So, there Mm -hmm. you go. Uh, So, that works. And, obviously, the top dog in the invasion is Booker T, because he is the wcw and the united states champion at the time Mm. which is what happened in real life and just like in real life he gives the united states championship to canyon that Um, happens yes i don't know he just just gives the canyon the belt i don't know why he just is like i don't want two belts (laughs) here you go (laughs) so we've got that going so now canyon thinks i'm a u.s champion i'm a big deal but DDP makes it clear that he's gunning for something a little bit bigger than the U.S. championship, all right? So we've got the Invasion pay-per-view. DDP, of course, is the main event, five-on-five match against uh, the WWF. Canyon, as the United States champion, wasn't included in the big main event because he had other duties. He had to defend his belt against Albert, got himself disqualified. That's we, the way the alliance does it. But he keeps his gold, baby, because it's qualification. So there you go. Of course, the Alliance beat the WWF in the main event, so they're all feeling pretty good. And they're getting ready for a new major offensive against the WWF. You know, they took them out at the Invasion pay-per-view, but there's more work to be done. Booker Hmm. T figures, I'm going to be first in line. I'm the champion. i got to be in there fighting on the front lines, you know. But DDP also wants to throw his hat into the ring. He says he'll take on anybody. Even Booker T, nice little championship he got there. You know, I want that belt just as much as I want the WWF championship, which is held by Steve Austin. Hmm. Now, of course, in real life, Steve Austin went crazy, turned into a heel, and then joined the Alliance. And this will surprise you, buddy. None of that shit happens in my storyline. <laughs> like, why did they do that? Yeah. Ridiculous. So we have Austin as a champion. Or if you want to go by our right to censor storyline, Stevie Richards is a champion. <laughs> That's
1: two. That is what happens. Yeah. And in,
0: in the in the right
1: sense of storyline, yeah. Yep.
0: That's exactly what happens. So if you haven't heard that one already, what are you doing? But also go back and listen to that. It's great. And kick I think that was kickstarted our, our strange obsession with Stevie Richards.
1: I think it did, yeah. It's never been the same since.
0: Nope, never been the same. <laughs> so, moving on from Stevie Richards. Uh DDP and, and Booker T are starting to have a little bit of animosity, of course, because of the heavyweight championship. Now, unfortunately for everybody the Rock returns from filming or injury or whatever the fuck they said it was for him being off TV for months, possibly because his horse was sick. I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe. There's a really famous story with Terry Funk where he was on a show in the WWF. And I think he had to lose some match he didn't want to lose. So he pinned a note to Vince McMahon's door and to office door and went home. And the <laughs> note said, sorry, Vince, I'd love to do the show, but my horse is sick. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he just went home. <laughs> oh, fair enough. It's a great <laughs> like, excuse. If yeah. you're gonna do it, man, that's how you do it. Like, yeah. You can't be bothered to go to work one day, Bryce.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just, sorry, my horse is sick. Uh, again, sick. you know.
0: <laughs> you're like, well, like Bryce is like that's the he takes his horse very seriously. <laughs> anyway. Obviously the rock is pro WWF, so he's on that side. He takes a bit of a negative view to the WCW guys. He's about to step up to Booker T and in the WWE in the Championship, but DDP gets in front of him. He, he interrupts The Rock while The Rock is cutting a promo. Mm. Now, interrupting The Rock, that's how you get somebody's attention. No need to be a stalker. <laughs> no need. Just talk to The Rock. So The Rock takes immediate exception to Diamond Dallas P.H. calling himself the People's Champion. There's only one People's Champion, and that's The Rock, baby. Not a baby rock. I mean, The Rock, you yeah. know? Just regular Rock. Anyway, mm-hmm. so this leads to an epic conversation, uh, confrontation on the mic between The Rock and Diamond Dallas Page. You know, The Rock's going out there doing all his fancy-schmancy stuff, really making an example out of DDP. But DDP's out there just cutting a promo from the heart the way he does. And they're both mm-hmm. going back and forth. They're both the people's champion, and they're both winning the audience over. So there's only one way to settle this. It's the only way we know how to settle things in a wrestling business. A zombie lumberjack match. <laughs> it's it's a tale as old as time. Every single time there's been an issue that we can't solve, zombie lumberjack. You know this zombie lumberjack take, match. Take my money, yeah, I'm I'm exactly. I'm in, yeah. It's just oh, it's an old trope, old wrestling trope, zombie lumberjack match. That's right. I, yeah. I I figured no, let's just have a regular match instead. Oh. I know, I know, I know. But I feel like I go to the zombie lumberjack well too many times. Mm, mm. So let's give it a break. But. <laughs> But Bryce, here's an even better question: When would be the best time to have a match, The Rock versus DDP, People's Champion versus People's Champion? I
1: mean, you've got to get the next big pay per view. Would it be SummerSlam at that point?
0: Oh, you're so close, my friend! Not uh, SummerSlam. Survi- Survivor Series. It's SummerSlam, Bryce. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're, so We're doing. This is literally making Kayfee play the hits. Yeah,
0: it's just fucking. <laughs> Slamboree. We've, we've hit every single big target so far.
1: <laughs> Open goals everywhere.
0: Oh but yeah, but yeah. The fucking goalie didn't even turn up. No, <laughs> fuck that shit. My horse is sick. Yeah, yeah. his horse was sick. <laughs> Can you imagine a goalie? I can't come in the can't play the Champions League this week, dude. My horse is sick. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, but here we haven't finished the tropes yet. Yeah, it's DDP versus the Rocket Summer Slambery. But guess what? There's one more trope on there right here. Whoever the winner is, is the number one contender to the WCW Championship. That's right. I did it again. Every single one of my rebookings has a number, number one, one contendership match. I did it. Oh, boy.
1: Oh, my God. Not
0: a, not a broken record at all. All of my <laughs> all of my storylines are unique. Okay. <laughs>
1: But you, you do it when it makes sense. Yeah. This would make sense in the storyline, so exactly. you're forgiven. Yeah.
0: Thank you. All the other ones didn't make any sense, you prick. No, it's no. all. <laughs> so, it's about time yeah. one of them makes sense. I, I, was, I was G1, you know. <laughs> so, Summer Slambury happens. And DDP, you know, he's been looking pretty good on the way up to Summer Slambury. He's, he's actually in the week before Summer Slambury. He and Canyon had a win in a tag team match over The Rock and Chris Jericho. So Canyon thinks, hey, we've got the advantage going into this match, you know, momentum, but, hey, maybe we could add a little bit more advantage to us, you know? We make sure that the WCW title stays in the alliance. You know, if I make sure you win, then you fight Booker T. Either way, somebody in WCW is the WCW champion, right? Mm. So let's, you know, I'm just trying to look after the alliance. Canyon thinks, I'll, I'll cheap shot The Rock beforehand, or I can run down to the ring and help you win, you know? But DDP says, come on, man, we, I don't play like that. He's an honorable man. He's like, He worked his way up from the top. He's not around taking cheap shots. He just wants to have a match with The Rock. How can he tell who the real people's champion is if he doesn't go in there and fight him like a champion, right? Hmm. Best man wins. Canyon accompanies DDP to the ring, but DDP tells him, just go to the back, you know, chill out, get the beers ready for whenever I win. Don't worry about anything. Rocky comes out. We got a match on our hands. Here we go. So DDP starts out hot, but the Rocky gets the upper hand. It looks as if the Rock is about to put DDP away. So you see Canyon watching on a backstage monitor. He sees the Rock about to put DDP away. He's like, fuck this. I got to help my friend. He runs out to the ring. But while he's running out, DDP starts to get the advantage. The tide is turning. He he hits a big, big clothesline. So both men are down. DDP, first man to his feet. He's doing a little bit of self high fiving. He's cutting some diamonds, and you know what that means. He's getting Mm -hmm. ready for the big diamond cutter out of nowhere. Whenever Canyon slides into the ring, the referee is trying to push him out of the ring again, but it's enough of a distraction on DDP for DDP to turn around. The Rock has recovered, hits him in the rock bottom. One, two, three. The Rock Ah. wins at Summer Slamberi. Now, afterwards, of course, the next week on Raw, DDP is livid with Canyon. He says, I told you not to mess with my business, man. I had everything under control. Was about to win, fair and square. You came in, you made a mess. Kanye tries to explain he was just trying to keep everything in the alliance. He was just trying to help DDP. DDP says, ironically, the one thing you didn't want to happen has happened because of you. You did this yourself. You would have been better off staying out of my way. So now Kanye's really fucking annoyed. He isn't like being talked to that way. He was just trying to help out DDP. So now we've got infighting in the alliance, right? But it's really just these two guys. It's Canyon and DDP. They've got to beef with each other. Stephanie McMahon, Sheehan O'Mac, Paul Heyman, all convince everybody else in the Alliance that, that everything is fine. There's no cracks in this organization just yet. It's really just DDP and Canyon. We can sort this out. Don't worry about it. So, hey, this will sort of out. Canyon is booked in a match against Tajiri for the United States Championship, and, which really happened in real life. And during the match, DDP hits the ring and distracts Canyon, causing Tajiri to kick him in the head and win the title. Oh. That's not that's not quite what happened in real life. But to did beat Canyon for the United States Championship. So there you go nice. So to kicks Canyon in the head runs off of the title DDP runs off through the crowd shouting about how Canyon doesn't like it now that's happened to him So <laughs> Canyon is just throwing a fit in the middle of the ring. He can't believe this. That's not fair That was his championship and DDP took it away like that. That's not fair later on the alliance guys all have a meeting and they tell DDP to get his shit together he can't go costing members of the alliance their championships we need that, this is a war, we need to have the championships on our side DDP doesn't like being talked to you like this, let me tell you because he's a man obviously in wrestling there's only one way to settle things and that's of course the zombie lumberjack match as we already mentioned <laughs> but once again I, I went straight for a standard wrestling match you're
1: you're you're insane
0: I am insane, but hey, man, it's got me this far. So, we've got DDP versus Canyon in a standard wrestling match. We're going to book that for Unforgiven in September. So, we get there during the match. Canyon keeps trying to cheat because he really wants to stick it at the DDP. He even tries to cheap shot him before the match, the way he threatened to do to The Rock at Summer Slam Marie. But unfortunately for Canyon, DDP knows how he thinks. You know, they were a tag team at WCW, they were a tag team in WWF. Everything Canyon said he was going to do, at The Rock. He tried to do the DDP. So DDP knows what he's thinking about. He an- ends up finding ways around this, and he gets the upper hand, and he wins the match himself, and he leaves Canyon in a really bad mood. So after this good show, when he gets Canyon, DDP finds himself booked in an Intercontinental Championship match against Edge. Now you see the WWF app saw what DDP did to Canyon, and they saw his work ethic, and they rewarded them with an Intercontinental Championship match. Hmm. Canyon is now really outraged. The DDP has been booked in an Intercontinental Championship match. Where's his match? It's not fair. On the flip side, DDP has noticed how the Alliance have been a real buzzkill. They've been really on his keys, whereas the WWF have given him an Intercontinental Championship shot. It's a very interesting way the two companies work. Huh. So this is a random episode of Raw. The intercontinental that that style at the time, you know that quick booking that happened on the WWF in during the Attitude Era. Mm. Edge versus Diamond Dallas Page, and wouldn't you know it, Diamond Dallas Page beats Edge in the middle of the ring on Raw for the Intercontinental Championship. Sweet. How about that? So now Canyon, of course, is extra angry, and the Alliance have forgotten everything. That DDP did to them earlier, because now he's a champion. They're like, come on back to the fold. We love you again. You know, <laughs> DDP notices all of this. Edge, of course, wants his championship back. So they have a ladder match at No Mercy 2001 in October. Now, during this match, both Canyon and Christian are able to interfere. Canyon, of course, interfering um, to try and cost DDP the match and to help Edge win. But this is whenever Edge and Christian were splitting up. So Christian... Uh-huh. Is pissed off at Edge for being the Intercontinental Champion and for winning the King of the Ring, so he's trying to help DDP win. So we've got you know no disqualifications for the ladder match. It's a bit of a bit of a mess uh, so far. It gets very busy. Funny enough, Canyon's bumbling actually manages to work out in his favor for once, as he's able to distract DDP enough for Edge to win his Intercontinental Championship back. So mm. what this is going to do is set up the Edge and Christian match at Survivor Series. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have Edge versus Christian in a title versus title unification match at Survivor Series. Sweet. And instead, what they had was Edge versus Test at Survivor Series. <laughs> I'm like, okay, hmm. well, that's your idea, but I have a better idea. <laughs> so that, and again, a quick title change for the IC title. It was all the rage back then, right? Yep. So doesn't matter, and then, of course, costing ddp his title is revenge for ddp costing canyon his title so it's part of the feud so now canyon and ddp on raw are just tearing each other apart backstage they have to constantly be separated only they get back together and fight again the alliance are fed up with this it's making them look bad survivor series is around the corner and of course they're gonna have the big five on five main event only the best alliance members can be in that big five on five winner takes all survivor series match So we've got Booker T, of course, is going to be in that match. Rob Van Dam, of course, he's a lock. Shane McMahon wants to put himself into that match. But he decides to put in his new bodyguard instead. Who's his new bodyguard? The Big Show. That's Mm. right. The Big Show was one of the guys who came from WWF to WCW. Because if you think about it, he had a lot of disrespect in the WWF. Whereas up to that point, he had made most of his success in WCW.
1: Champion, so I would, yeah.
0: exactly. I would have had him as the mole, as the the turncoat. Okay, nice. Um, and that gives a chance to put some shine on the Big Show, which is what he needed, right? Hmm. He didn't, he wasn't even the he was barely in the fucking invasion angle, and he's the Big Show. Think about it. If you had a guy like the Big Show, put him in the front lines. Yeah. How are you gonna beat him? He's seven foot tall, right? Yeah. But no, they were like, no, put him in the mid card. Like, you fucking idiots. No. <laughs> so, Big Show is in the match alongside Booker T and Rob Van Dam. Rhino has also been doing a great job yes. for the ECW contingency, so he is in the match too. We've got one space left. It's got to be either Canyon or DDP. Now, as you can see, DDP, while he's been you know annoying the hell out of them with his fight against Canyon, he's also a former Intercontinental Champion. He's winning at big pay-per-views. He's putting on matches. Canyon's not doing that. It's it's tough t- for them to choose. Because they're still not a big fan of DDP either. He's been annoying them, the Alliance. They don't really know what to do. So they think, all right, we'll have to have another match. Canyon versus DDP. Winner gets to fight for Team Alliance. This is going to be an episode of SmackDown. So DDP wins that match. Now he is the fifth man in the Survivor Series match. Well, Canyon's really pissed off that he's not involved. So on the day of Survivor Series, he goes begging to the WWF for a job. He's like, this, the Alliance hmm. don't want me. I give you the United States Championship, remember? Maybe we can work something out. And he says he can guarantee a WWF victory, as he wants to see DDP destroyed, so he can help the WWF out. Wink, wink. But the WWF are very wary of Canyon and anybody from the Alliance in general. They don't really trust him. So Vince McMahon politely declines Canyon's offer in that way that only Vince McMahon does, where he like yells at him or whatever. (laughs) like ruffles up his hair and calls him a silly boy, you know? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: Something like that, yeah.
0: So now Canyon feels embarrassed The WWF don't want him, so he sneaks back to the Alliance, but there's cameras everywhere. They just saw him talking to Vince McMahon. They don't want him either. So Canyon mm. is now in between. He's not in WWF or the Alliance. He doesn't know what to do. Of course, it's Survivor Series, there is the Immunity Battle Royale, where ah. anybody can enter that match and if you win, guarantee the contract. Can.: Test, right? Test in real life. Yeah. yeah, after having lost to Edge on that same show. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> so we have Canyon enter that match and he doesn't win. Ooh. So now Canyon is beside him. He can't. He just hates the WUF. So now we get the big main event match. We've got Team WUF, which is Austin, Rock, Jericho, Keen and The Undertaker. Pretty legit team. Against Team Alliance, Booker T, Rob Van Dam, Rhino, The Big Show, Diamond Dallas PH. Also a pretty legit team. Mm-hmm. So the whole night, the Alliance seemed oddly confident as if they think that somebody's going to jump to their side. They've already got Christian. they got The Big Show. You know, they've got some other people. And also, The Rock and Chris Jericho have been having a bit of a feud with each other inside the WWF. So the Alliance seem like they can kind of count on that little Money in the Bank situation. So mm-hmm. the match goes on. It ends up being... Booker T and Diamond Dallas Page, the last two guys on Team Alliance. And we've got The Rock, Chris Jericho, and Steve Austin. DDP catches Chris Jericho with a diamond cutter out of nowhere, bro. Bang! Jericho is eliminated, and he's pissed off. So he takes out his frustrations on The Rock because that's part of their little mini-feud that happened in real life as well. He
1: Mm -hmm. attacks
0: The Rock and leaves The Rock lying for somebody else to just, you know, go to town. Booker T comes in, picks up the scraps, eliminates The Rock. So now it's Austin versus Booker T and DDP. Austin runs in, starts taking the fight to Booker T. It, it seems like a two-on-one situation. There's, wouldn't you know it, a good old ref bump. Oh, yeah. 2000, year 2001. Of course, is a ref bump. <laughs> Although, it's the year 2021, and there's ref bumps all the time, too. So <laughs> Booker T takes advantage of the good timing to get a chair. He gets into the ring, and he smashes... Steve Austin in the head with a chair, just as DDP had him exactly where he wanted. Him. DDP was getting ready to eliminate Steve Austin and win the match. And once again, an Alliance member has tried to cheat to win, just when DDP had everything right where he wanted him. So Booker T says, DDP, hold up, Austin. Let me hit him with a chair. But DDP refuses, doesn't want to win that way. Right? They had everything working perfectly. They didn't need to do this. Booker T threatens to hit DDP. DDP just throws the chair, takes, rips it out of his hand, sew it away. Nick Patrick runs in as a replacement referee. He is yet, He's a part of the alliance, of course. He's yelling at DDP now, too, but how he's screwing over the alliance. So DDP thinks long and hard about this. And then, bam, he hits a diamond cutter And Nick Patrick. The crowd fucking love it, obviously, because nobody likes Nick Patrick. Booker T <laughs> is aghast. But you know what? P.H. is had enough. And he hits a diamond cutter on Booker T as well. Bang! There we go. <laughs> So, the first referee is woken up now. DDP has had enough. He walks away. He doesn't want to win with a chair shot like that. Not cool. DDP was a legal man. The referee wakes up just in time to see DDP walking away. And he is counted out. Just in time for Austin to get back up and hit a Stone Cold Stunner on Booker T. He pins him, who is now a legal man since DDP walked away. Team WF win. Ooh. There you go. DDP was not pinned. And was the reason the WWF won their match. So the okay. next night in Raw, all of the Alliance members are technically fired. But, you know, obviously they're not. But in k they're all fired. But, of course, we're making our own k here. So DDP <laughs> comes out. And, you know, he saw the way he was being treated in the Alliance. Uh, they were too obsessed with revenge to understand how to play the game the right way. And he didn't want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. He just He just wanted to wrestle. So he made a deal, man. He's smart. That's why he got a contract, and he's got a job right now. Vince McMahon Sweet. is the businessman, and he knows money when he sees it, and DDP is money. So he made a little deal with WWF, and now he is team WWF. And that's not a bad thing. That is a good thing. So now you've got DDP position as a guy who can hang with the big boys. We saw him fight in Austin and Rock, you know, we, and he did a good job of holding his own. He had a little Intercontinental Championship run because of the style at the time everybody did that kind of stuff. So you've already got him a little bit of pedigree. You've shown that he can work matches. You've showed that he can work all sorts of matches, ladder matches, you know, tag team matches, whatever. He's got that good stuff in the bag. You position him as a upper mid-quarter kind of deal where he could like, you know, intercontinental championship all day, but even go the main event if he needed to. He's been featured prominently on every pay-per-view up to that point. You know? Hmm. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. But, one more thing, Mrs. Robinson. My <laughs> yes. Mike Columbo. I like Obviously, it. a lot of the Alliance members ended up keeping their jobs and staying on the roster anyway, well. Well, here's a, here's a little twist. I thought about the anomaly, Chris Canyon. Yes. I like the idea of him not being wanted by either the Alliance or the WWF. He doesn't win the Battle Royale that gives him immunity, so once the Alliance loses, he's also out of there. I wanted to have him take a couple of months off And just kind of make people forget about him. And then have him come back as like good old, you know, Scott Hall or Kevin Nash. He comes back as a guy that's not affiliated. He doesn't have a WWF contract. And he's not affiliated with WCW anymore because it doesn't exist. So he can just turn up at the arenas. He's really pissed off at the WWF right now. So he can just turn up at the arenas and do whatever he wants. But that's, uh, that's a story for another day, I think. But that's it. That's the DDP story. Basically... All I did was not make him a stalker. Man, yeah.
1: It <laughs> That's it. That's essentially just that. You've not made him a stalker, which I don't know, man, like uh, you, you've totally just uh, buried uh, Undertaker's wife here, you know, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> She's not
0: even in the business.
1: Yeah. <laughs> She's not even in the storyline. What was hell is that no. all about? But uh, no, man, that was fucking brilliant. Um, like, I love him, obviously the DDP storyline, but I love to focus on Canyon, who is a guy who just never seemed to get the spotlight he deserved, um, you know, he was just a, an incredible wrestler, uh, very innovative with his moves and stuff, so great to see any character as well, you know, everyone remembers the Who Better Than Canyon theme song, so, so yeah, it's great to see him get some spotlight, but DDP, I, I like the whole idea of him being the 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 baby faces of the the WCW because when you mentioned something like that I was immediately going to say Rob Van Dam and you said Rob Van Dam so that's what I was thinking as well that would be really cool Having having a match with The Rock is uh, you know a lot better than the match with Undertaker because there's a chance that DDP could win that match with The Rock yeah. uh, because he's not stalking the The Rock's wife, so that's really good. Having having Canyon then coming in and ruining it for for DDP makes sense because then The Rock gets a win over DDP and then DDP can then focus on Canyon and obviously DDP fucks Canyon over as well. So no man, it's um I, I like it a lot. I like how DDP is just kind of being himself in the storyline. He's not um too interested in in taking size if anything he's a bit pissed off at the alliance and which is his company and he just wants to do his thing just wants to wrestle kind of things so um really dug that and i like the idea of you know gdp being essentially the reason that WWF won the alliance and then he gets a job after that and you know he can just continue his run the wwf and i mean in, in the space of, what, what was this, uh, probably like uh, six months you booked DDP for here. He'd done a lot more here than he'd done in his, what, two, two, two years in the WBF? Um, yeah, so,
0: pretty much, yeah. you know. Well, that was the thing. Like I figured the I, at first I was going to have a big storyline with The Rock and the DDP. But then I thought DDP realistically at that point wouldn't have been around in the WF for too long after that, right? Even yeah. if he didn't get injured in 2002... Like, he's not going to still be there in 2010, right? No. I would imagine he only had a couple of years later. So I thought a really good idea is to focus on Canyon so that you're really building up DDP as a guy you can use short term, but you're setting up the storyline to use Canyon as a big deal the long term. I thought that's, that's really interesting, you know? Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad you liked it.
1: Yeah, man, really, really good story. It's um, I, I know you've been thinking about doing this one for a while as well. So you know, it's uh, it's good to good to finally hear it. But you've nailed it. Dude. You've uh, that's, a, that's a a story that Diamond Dallas Page himself would be will be proud of.
0: Well, I'll, I'll tweet it to him and see what he says.
1: Yeah, I'll tag him. I've always uh, you know, I always try and tag people just to see if they have a listen. You know, nobody actually has yet, but we'll we'll get there.
0: But except Stevie Richards.
1: Retro. Oh and Eugene, Eugene. Uh, oh yeah, Eugene. Eugene was
0: fucking cool about it. <laughs> yeah. he, he
1: was Eugene. really cool about it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Eugene's a man.
1: Yeah. Nick Dinsmore, shout okay. out.
0: Uh, hey, do you want to play a game?
1: <sighs> oh, I don't know. What kind of game you got in mind?
0: It's Scrabble.
1: Ah, oh, yes. You've got the letters D, D, and P. Go for it.
0: Uh Dominic. For some reason, my entire head just went blank. Usually, I'm really yeah. good at this acronym game, but like, I was like, Dominic, that's it. That's all you get.
1: getting. <laughs> I've like got one of the Ds. Like. That's all you're getting. But Scrab was not even acronyms. It's, just, it's letters. I know. It's words.
0: <laughs> all right. I want to play Tombola.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's play K-Faib Tombola instead. Let's yeah. play
0: K-Faib Tombola.
1: Da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> da, 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 da.
0: <laughs> you are making me laugh. You're ruining the impetus. <laughs> So we're playing another game of K Vape Dumbulla. So it's that time again, Bryce. We're back here doing this, doing this business. Now, I assume that people listening to this wonderful podcast, you've probably checked this out before. You're probably well aware what K Vape Dumbola is. But you know what? We're going to give you a recap anyway, just in case. Just in case. Because sometimes it's just really nice to hear me talk for an hour and a half. Sometimes. Yeah. Thankfully for Bryce, some of the listeners have been standing in There are suggestions for K-Fave Tombolas. So they have given us four wrestlers and four scenarios. Bryce is going to pick randomly from those wrestlers and from those scenarios. And then he will have one minute to try and come up with a storyline based on the wrestler and the scenario that he selected. Hmm. So this one is sent in by Kevin Molnar on Twitter. Kevin Kevin Molnar3298 on Twitter. So he has sent us this week's K-Fave Tombola. Thank you very much, sir. Hey, Kevin. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show as well. So, Bryce, you're, the next couple of minutes, they're in Kevin's hands. He has decided <laughs> your fate. You are going to pick a letter number combination, 1 to 4, A to D, anytime you're ready.
1: You know what? I, 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 Kevin's been listening to the show for a long time. I trust Kevin, so I'm just going to go with Kevin's first uh, wrestler and his first scenario so give me give me one a
0: one a one a you got a boss let me tell you about the wrestlers you didn't pick okay you did not get Roman Reigns okay you didn't get my homegirl Becky Lynch oh ah, homegirl yeah you didn't get your homeboy Ric Flair
1: <laughs> famously from Scotland
0: yeah Have you heard him do a Scottish accent no well, get him pissed, and then you'll hear it. <laughs> you didn't get any of those legends, but you did get a legend. You got a motherfucking racist himself. Hulk Hogan! Oh. Don't sound too excited. I know you wanted your homeboy from Scotland, Rick Flair, but... <laughs> 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 uh,
1: is Hulk a legend these days? I don't know. He's... I mean, he is,
0: he's still a legend. He still did all the stuff he did. It's just he also <sighs> happens to be racist.
1: Mm. Yeah. You know? okay i
0: mean those are just yeah he did some stuff but also he doesn't like black people that's you know, <laughs>
1: okay i don't know man legend's a positive term like, i don't know I if mean, you...
0: right that is true but like you also you know he is like a he carried the app on his back did work same kind of deal the wcw sure. he's been you know you don't have to call him a legend if you don't want to but we, we have we both have to acknowledge that he has done some good stuff in the business but also
1: we, he's a massive cunt. but also
0: he's a massive racist right yeah Hmm. We get both of those things to each other. I like how I, we're very unsubtly setting up the fact that Bryce Estambola is going to be talking about Hulk Hogan being a racist a lot.
1: <laughs> but let's see. D- depends what the storyline is. Well, is. If it is Hulk Hogan's a racist, then you'll, oh, we'll talk about it a lot.
0: <laughs> let's, well, let's see. Let's see what you didn't get anyway. Okay, so you did not pick that Hulk Hogan thinks he's an actual Transformer. <laughs> okay. That I would love to see. You didn't get Hulk Hogan only wrestles uh while he's doing a handstand, which I would love <laughs> Cause to see
1: cuz his he hips could, are fucked cuz he's had like he hip surgery.
0: He could barely wrestle when he was standing on his feet for fuck's sake, but <laughs> Okay. And you didn't get he, Hulk Hogan develops a split personality where where he thinks that they're the reincarnation of Rip Taylor.
1: I don't know who that is.
0: Pretty sure I know who it is. Yep, I know exactly who that. Is. I had to Google it to make sure I had the right face <laughs> for the name. Yep, that's him. All right. So, um, just Google him really quick.
1: Sure, let's go for it. Rip I just go
0: to Google Images.
1: Rip Taylor. Uh, oh, oh, I know him. <laughs> uh, he's in dodgeball, right? <laughs>
0: think so he was in jackass as well
1: Uh, no jack yeah jackass sorry that's just yeah that's what i meant yeah
0: mm, maybe he wasn't
1: dodgeball oh no no uh, no I'm, I'm thinking of someone else but uh or maybe i'm i don't know but uh, fuck it
0: anyway i want
1: i wanted the fucking transformers one no, like fucking matters. optimus optimus prick
0: oh hello mm. yeah well you didn't get that unfortunately but let me tell you what you did Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay this is this to me is really funny the way it's written here Okay. thank you kevin for this you're gonna to have to rebook hulk hogan and the wwf or wwe start an astronaut program and they send <laughs> hulk hogan to mars and let me just say this they send hulk hogan to mars in inverted co- you know quotes mars and then, <laughs> and then in brackets it says in kayfabe close brackets
1: <laughs> mars in kayfabe right yeah.
0: so i'm like if it were me i would actually send him to mars
1: i mean sorry just, just it's hulk hogan an astronaut program send him to mars
0: WAF starts a astronaut program and they send hulk hogan to mars now you can interpret mars as in the actual planet mars or mm-hmm. they send him to mars which could be mm. whatever you want like a, a film or a tv studio or you chocolate know, bar. yeah mm. the, the, he sends him on mars Sends yeah. them to the factory where they make Mars. It's it's sure. your interpretation. Okay. okay. So, okay. W F their own space program. They send Hulk Hogan <laughs> to Mars. Easy, easy. I'm
1: frantically frantically writing down ideas here, but you know what? Yeah. So Hulk Hogan, uh, astronaut program. WWF, send him to Mars. Yep. Right. Got
0: to go to Mars.
1: Got to go to Mars.
0: Got to go to Mars. You got you gotta <laughs> go to Mars.
1: You can't not go to Mars
0: what are you doing astronaut not going to mars Piece
1: what are you doing shit. on earth
0: you see yeah. all this fucking neil armstrong didn't go to mars lazy prick
1: yeah exactly to
0: exactly. the, moon. You Is the next isn't
1: it it's fucking planet away it's only one planet away
0: right i mean the moon isn't even a planet for fuck's sake well yeah there's
1: one planet away from earth
0: That's yeah i like go next I mean, door what i'm saying he didn't even go to like the next planet he just went over to like the fucking his fence
1: you know yeah
0: yeah yeah anyway You're filibustering, Bryce.
1: (laughs) I'm filling that buster. Yeah, fuck it, let's go for it. You're going to have one
0: minute to tell me and all the lovely, lovely listeners all about Hulk Hogan being sent to space, but being sent to Mars by the WWF. Bryce, Mm. are you ready for your one minute?
1: You know what? Yes, I am. Let me tell you all about Hulk Hogan going to Mars.
0: All right, I'm going to start the timer in three seconds. I'm going to count you down. we got three, (sighs) two, one, go to Mars.
1: So, Hulk Hogan, right. There's this poll on WWE.com for, for the most hated wrestler of all time. And yeah. the, the catch for the poll is that the loser um, or the winner or whatever has to be sent to Mars. <laughs> so, the, the poll lasts for a few weeks and it's, it's really neck and neck between like Hulk Hogan and fucking and Hornswoggle uh, and, and also the Miz, <laughs> who, who the Miz yes. who Dylan created 10,000 new accounts for to vote from 10,000 times. But in the end, Hulk Hogan wins or loses or whatever. Um, and he's sent to Mars. So, the next week on Raw, uh, because we all know that it only takes a week to get to mars uh hogan's on mars and he gets there and the first thing he realizes is that there's no atmosphere on mars uh which is (laughs) ideal because the last time he appeared in front of a crowd there was actually a really hostile atmosphere right so it's perfect um so and hogan he decides he likes it there because there's no nobody booing him so he just stays on mars for the rest of his life cutting promos brother on on people like Marvin the Martian and, and people like E.T. and um, the, 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 the aliens from Mars Attacks and Alf Um the
0: alien from Mars <laughs> Attacks
1: because <laughs> they live on Mars he right
0: from Mars. Uh, yeah, granted, yeah. I
1: mean. that's it that's how you find there so uh, that's probably the best we can hope for Hogan these days anyway so yeah fuck it
0: what else I gotta say Bryce you did the unthinkable yeah you send, you send, you send a big racist into space yeah and, and I made it entertaining. Just, <laughs> it also, like when you think about it, shouldn't we just send all the racists into space?
1: Well, yeah, just put them in a cannon, yeah, and then shoot we'll into them the into the space. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. If they're all, a, let them have. You know, the Elon Musk is like, we're gonna go to Mars. Send all the pricks to Mars. Yeah,
1: without a helmet. Yeah,
0: yeah. Send them the, yeah, fucking send them to Mars. Yeah. yeah, put all of Donald Trump, you know, Hulk Hogan, yeah. Elon Musk yep. himself, send that fucker off to Mars.
1: Yeah, fuck him. Yeah. Yeah,
0: don't need them The Miz. Yeah. <laughs>
1: He's been eaten by zombies, he's you dead. Think. He's dead, <laughs> he's dead. He's, he's legit dead in k so or a zombie.
0: Oh, dude, you,
1: I, I need to I need to book, I need to book Zombie Miz, I need to.
0: I, I could book him. Want to hear Send him straight to Mars. <laughs> straight, Fuck fucking straight
1: to Mars! Anyway, uh, that's going to be a new bit. Just send them fucking straight, straight to straight Mars. Straight to Mars. Like straight to Mars. Straight to
0: Mars. Not only did we hit all of the beats with our old jokes in this episode, but now we're making new ones.
1: We've got new banner, new pattern. Yeah, yeah,
0: straight to Mars.
1: <laughs> straight to Mars.
0: <laughs> so that was our rebooking of Diamond Dallas Page. In the WWF and also our rebooking of Hulk Hogan going to Mars and continuing his racist tendencies <laughs> on Mars. We cover everything on this show and we hope you guys appreciate it. If you do, give us a little five-star review on all of the podcasting apps that really helps us out. A little like and subscribe on Facebook, that kind of stuff. It seems like a little silly and significant things but it really helps our channel out. It helps get eyes on our product and yes. we really appreciate that. We've also, do we still have t-shirts up on Mickey and Kayfabe? We do at, at Red
1: makingkfab.redbubble.com, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So if you want to see some great t shirts, I imagine there's going to be some more in the future, but right now you've got some really classic designs you can check out. And if you guys really want to help us out, we have a Patreon page, makingkfab. Is it Uh
1: Patreon.com forward slash makingkfab.com.
0: A new URL for me to forget. <laughs> On the Making KFA Patreon page, you will see plenty of exclusive bookings that are only for the Patreon guys. We've also got a couple of other new shows in the works as well. Watch-alongs and some other secret things that you have to check out. Please, if you if you want to help out, just check out the Patreon page. You don't even have to subscribe, but just share it around. And, you know, tell other people if you can't subscribe. I know money's tight for some people. but totally. Just if you share the good word. And we appreciate it, man. We love it. Our hard squad to you guys. Uh, we appreciate it so much it really helps us out so that's the show Bryce is there anything else you want to say before we wrap things up
1: oh, I, might, I might give a couple of teasies for next week might, might, uh, <laughs> a little, little bit of teasies I'm going to give you I'm going to give you two words and and the, the listeners can, can, can kind of guess what those two words might mean for which restaurant I'm covering next week so are you ready for these two words
0: uh, suck it
1: <laughs> no, I am. No. I
0: am always ready for those two words, my friend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no,pe not even close. Uh, two words are hedgehogs and porcupines.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I.
1: <laughs> yeah. I got,
0: I got one of them. Yeah. 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 I get, hedgehogs I get and called. porcupines. But yeah. you're still see now. I'm even. I'm stumped, and I'm on the show. So you know what guys, it is. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still stuck. You've
1: seen the fucking art by Tyler.
0: <laughs> We're doing a... You're breaking kayfabe. We're doing a, <laughs> doing a gap, right?
1: Stop breaking kayfabe. you meant to make kayfabe. Yeah,
0: exactly. Right. So, even I don't know what the next week's booking is going to be. Okay, right? Play along. Yeah, play along. Even I don't know what it's going to be. Guys, if you know what it's going to be, leave your guesses on our Twitter page of making kayfabe. And... <laughs> Send us an email if you want to send us your own tampolas, makingkfabe at gmail.com. We love to hear from you guys. Yes. And in the meantime, keep your eyes peeled on those podcast subscription sites, because we are going to be back next week with another hedgehog, amazing porcupine booking. And that is a fact, my friends. That is a fact. So we will see you next week. Okay. Take care.
1: And go straight to fucking Mars.
0: Fucking go to Mars. Go to Mars. Straight to Mars. Straight there. Love you. Love
1: you.